Hidden gems. Hidden gems. Hidden gems. Hidden gems. Well, bless your ears, baby. I listen to hidden gems every night before I go to bed. I listen to hidden gems in the kitchen. Hidden gems. Welcome back to Hidden Gems. Today we're joined by Kendrick Bryson. He's a player development coach in the DFW area and pretty much all throughout Texas and continuing to expand. We appreciate you coming on, Coach. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. So to start out, um, can we just get a little background about you know your journey and, and where you've been to get where you are now? Yeah, so, um, man, I started my basketball program back in Amarillo, Texas. Um Golly, almost 12 years ago, started there with just a, 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 some parents who wanted me to coach their kids and the team, long story short, um, started coaching that little team. It was a little sixth grade team. And we grew from that summer to the next summer. We had two, I had two teams. The following summer had three teams. Those came from siblings on the first team. And then from that third summer, we grew to six teams, adding girls to my, to my basketball program, which was the Amarillo Elite. Went in just coaching my little select teams. Nothing too serious. And uh, parents are asking for their kids to just have some fundamental training. So I'm like, well, yeah, I don't mind. I'm obviously their coach. So great. Let's do it. Well, at that point, I obviously had no plan of it turning into what it is now, which is a God-giving blessing. Um, it was just working out kids, helping them get better in their in their fundamentals. So therefore, I could actually play them. Um, but also, they could actually make their teams. Well, um, fast forward from that third summer, we grew to um, 14 teams going all the way down to third grade up to college prep with some of the best kids out of West Texas combined as a whole. Um, blessed to have some kids all go on to play college basketball and college football, some college track, um, and then some playing international pro and so forth, um, pro basketball and football as well too. So that went from there, man. And I was blessed to um, receive a call from uh, First Baptist Academy Dallas, which is what, what brought me to Dallas and went into coaching there, and that's what extended my program to Dallas. So I was starting here in Dallas, and I had all of my teams established uh, back home in Amarillo. Started working out some players here uh, via the school and um, just just doing what we do just to, just to help athletes get better. And then, again, fast forward from that, that process to now, um, I'm blessed to be on the full-time side training of basketball, um, with some of the top athletes in the world via the NBA, WNBA, international, down to your elite college athletes, high school, and then your little bitty annoying five-year-old siblings. So uh, <laughs> we're all over there um, on the mark on that, but I'm very intentional with my training with my individuals program. If if we don't match up, if you don't have a why, if you can't justify or define your why to me, um, then I know my whys. And my whys is my wife, my kids, my family, my future. It's not money. So therefore, I don't just accept any and everyone just to train just because you DM me or somebody told you to call me or text me, which is kind of creepy when you just randomly call my phone. Um, <laughs> but still, like, I'm very, very intentional because I just believe, it goes back to my belief and my faith, is that God was very intentional in creating us. Um, and very intentional in lining us in his God-given talents and abilities. So I don't just take everyone on because everyone's not for everyone. So, man, that's a little gist uh, in a nutshell of where it started back in Amarillo, Texas, um, to where it is now of being blessed to go all over the world um, via, via basketball. 
Right. The game can take you a lot of great places. And and you had a a good playing career yourself. So you kind of understand the journey from, you know, the lowest levels up to the top. And, And that's what I really wanted to touch on with you today. Like you talked about being able to train the elite from, you know, pro to college, even high school and even down to the little bitty ones. So you have that knowledge through all those levels. Um, and we'll definitely get into that. But before I, I touch on that topic, I wanted to ask you uh, a follow up question to that. And you talk about, you know, players having their why and and you yeah. having your why and, and having a great environment in your training. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about what you've done to, to develop a great environment for your training in particular and also how to keep those players engaged in the workouts? So y'all are just really, you know, being productive and having a purpose. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the first point on the environment side is security. Um, me giving these athletes security in not just the, the 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 facility or the place or the court, because it's basketball. Obviously, it's going to be on a court, but giving them security in their, their mental, their spiritual, their emotional, their physical health, knowing that they're in good hands. And what I mean by good hands, not perfect hands, not one that has all the answers that's going to tell you and make you do it the Coach Bryson way. I want you to do it the right way. And the right way is going to is different for every athlete. And um, what I mean on the security side is that I'm, I'm blessed to obviously be I'm a girls coach as well. So when I tap into girls and I'm, I'm, I'm working out pro pro females or even just high school, college girls, um, I am super, super aware of the security they have to have with me being a male. And I don't say that is in an inappropriate situation by no means. So I've never had a, anything of that nature. But girls are different with guys. and some have had bad interactions with coaches that are super, super um, critical and harsh and um, and demanding in inappropriate ways to where no one will want to respond to that versus so they come in with me and it's like, well, is he going to be like my past or he's going to be like that coach or, or is he going to be like my current coach? And my thing is like giving security that this, this is a safe place. This is a safe place that I'm here like we're doing basketball, but I'm here for all of it. And I mean, all of it as in real life conversations, real life interactions, real life struggles, real life pros and cons, whatever. And that's even on my male side, but it's easy, it's even easier with guys because it's guy to guy. Like we, me and you, Justin, we can talk about whatever, because for one, we've already established a foundation in our relationship, but also we're just guys. And the easiest way I can give you an example is if you put two, um, two girls and two guys in a gym, like, so you got four individuals in a gym and you put two basketballs out there. One on the girl's side, one on the guy's side. What what will guys and girls do? Guys Separate. will shoot yeah. around for yeah. a little bit, but they'll start playing one-on-one. At some point, they're <laughs> going to make it competitive, right? Girls, yeah. one girl will shoot while the other girl, like, stands aside and either just passes her the ball. Even if, obviously, they don't, they don't know each other because either her confidence is low, her awareness isn't there, and it's like, I'm this is super weird. Like, I wish I had my own basketball because I don't even want to know this girl. That's the difference <laughs> between, like, security in, 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 in establishing your foundation with people. So all my athletes know in our environment is that we don't keep it real. Like we don't have fun. We don't keep it real. But when we within these lives, we got to go hard. Like that's just, there's no way around it. Wise. You can't not, not go hard in games, which you can, but you also can't expect what you don't put in. So therefore we go, we go hard in all of our training sessions, but that starts with the very beginning of relationships. I get text messages, phone calls. I mean, random FaceTimes, and I'll receive all of them, uh, but those are all coming from genuine relationship athletes, not like somebody that just met me and 
happened and got my contact and it's just like, I'm just going to call him. And I'll say this when I, when I'm leaving most of my camps or whatever, I'm traveling on the road. I tell them to follow me on social media. And some of them looking like, Oh, this, this fool is looking for the cloud. I'm like, I'm actually <laughs> I tell them I'm looking for you to follow me on social media so I can literally keep in contact with you, but also give you a physical representation of how you can use social media for what it's used, what it's, what it's used for. Right. Um, and I also tell them, but don't just freaking DM me at 11 o'clock and ask you like, coach, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm probably asleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably in bed sleeping. So understanding like est- establishing that foundation and security with these athletes is super, super key. And it's deeper than basketball. They're already coming to you for that situation for basketball, but it's the basketball isn't what keeps them there. It's the relationships. It's the security. It's the experience that you're able to offer them on that court. That's going to take them further than that basketball court in every aspect of life. That is why my program is called elite individuals, not elite basketball players, not elite shooters or elite hoopers or whatever basketball terminology you want to say with no disrespect to any of that, but elite individuals, because I want you to be an elite individual that is good at basketball, not just an individual that's good at basketball, but you suck at life. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's I great. love that. And I, I like what you said, you know, about the relationship, because I think that's what's special about player development. That's, you know, a little different than your typical high school or college or, you know, organized team environment is it's just a different relationship. That person's not your disciplinarian. They're not, you know, deciding your playing time. It's just a, a mutual beneficial relationship where you're growing together. So I think it, it's really special. And when a trainer can can embrace that and even make it better from that. I think that's a really special, you know, person and, and place for somebody to be. So that's really cool. I uh, appreciate that guy. So let's go into, you know, you talk about those different age levels that you've worked with and, and they are all different. There's different aspects to each one. When you talk about security and development on the court, off the court, can you explain to us and kind of talk about the differences and development and how you approach that on-court development for different ages and different, you know, levels of play all the way up? Yeah, for sure. So one of the first things we do in my elite program is we we offer an, uh, a free skills assessment. And what I mean by that is that we literally assess every player, unless the player or the parent or uh, obviously with the pro athletes, a little different too. But if they choose to opt out of it and just get right into the business, that's great but we're still assessing you in that process via you sending me some film or me assessing you physically when we're, while we're starting. And why we give that assessment is for that sole purpose. So therefore I know what I'm actually about to attack and we have a goal in place, literally personally, individually based. Um, I always tell parents and also players or athletes, whatever level you are, it's like giving an artist a blank, can- a blank canvas and you telling them what to paint but you didn't give them anything to look at. So therefore right, it's like, right. hey, I want you to paint this picture, Justin. And I tell you, but I have a different picture in my mind and you're getting a different interpretation via my voice and what I'm telling you, right? So it's different versus if I say, hey, Justin, here's a picture. I want you to paint this. Even if it's not spot on perfect, it's still going to be around, around, around the lines of what I expected because now we're looking at the same thing. So when we go into my assessment, I've had um, even parents of like high end elite athletes um, that they the husband is telling the wife when we come into the meetings. Because what, what an assessment looks like is we 
we go through your assessment on the court, and then we get into a meeting in the office, and we get over some details and logistics or whatever, right? So I've had people tell me, like, well, we thought you were just on your phone just texting the whole time, or you were on your iPad just searching the internet. When I get into details as far as, like, really deep details to their eyes, to their fingers, to their wrists, to their elbow, hips, fluidity, um, all types of stuff that they didn't think you were even looking at because the average coach, trainer, whatever, player development doesn't look at. It's just like, hey, let's come out here and shoot and do a bunch of stuff and then go home. And one example I always tell people is that I never want an athlete to leave the gym and be asked this question and then be quiet. And they, and they ask, Justin, what, what did you learn today? Or Justin, right. ask exactly. himself, what did you learn today? And it's quiet. But 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 if I ask you, like, Justin, what did you do today? And you're able to tell me 50 things you did, that's a problem for me. Because mm-hmm. in the day wise, you did a whole bunch of you did a whole bunch of stuff, but you didn't learn anything. So what's the point, right? So when we get into the assessment as far as um, assessing our athletes, it really gives me, uh, my staff and my crew in general wise, literally like what we're the, our point of attack. Uh, but then also it gives us a chance to literally know how to keep this athlete engaged. Because again, I know as a coach, coaching a team of 10, it would be super amazing to have like, a group of 10 that were all the same, but it'd be super boring and it would be super awful because we would freaking suck because we have 10 people that are doing the exact same thing, right? So I understand that every individual is different and you've got to make sure that you're building again, back to relationships, uh, build relationships to be able to meet those different needs within those points and really go from there. So that's really the base we get into as far as the assessment side. And that gives me a chance to understand um, how to keep athletes engaged and knowing the different developments. What I tell players is that with my elite side, the expectation will never change. If I'm on the court with the NBA athlete, and then after him, a few hours later, I'm on the court with, I don't know, uh, an elementary kid. The expectation doesn't change. Now, how we go about it does wire back a little bit or get amped up more. Just because the the pro athlete, they get it already. They really, truly get it. And they're ready to push and let's get to the business, right? This younger athlete, the expectation is not different. I'm not going to let you just walk around and miss shots or miss layups or miss free throws just because you're young. No, that's the problem is that we've, we've established a culture in this world nowadays is that our leaders are based off of age. And that's the problem is that our, our leaders aren't based off of age. There's leaders in this world that are young just as they are old. So that's why my expectation within my elite program doesn't change just because you're a five, 10, 15 year old that's coming in after a, four, five, six plus odd year pro. That's great. Now I need you to just to be just as great as he is mentally, physically, spiritually, every aspect. But I also understand you are going to do the same things that this pro just got done doing. But why mm-hmm. can't we strive? Why can't we strive for it? Absolutely. And I really like what you said, you know, when you talk about uh, teaching and, and learning, I think that's a major separator because I, I think the same thing, if you can, do it by yourself was the point of, you know, having a trainer or going to these places. But yeah. if you're learning something new, and I think that's a big separator within the player development industry yeah. is, is those that can, you know, they, anybody can put a workout together or most people can put a workout together, but then what are you learning or what are you actually fixing? Because that's, what's going to make that player better. And I like what you also said about the standard, you know, because I think there's definitely an effective way 
and there's a balance between, like you said, not being like those coaches that some of these girls are dealing with where they're getting yelled at and screamed at. That that shouldn't have to happen when you're with a player development coach because you're in that safe environment. It's okay to make mistakes, but exactly. you still have an expectation, like yeah. you said, to go hard and, and do things the right way because what's the point in being there if you're not doing that? So I think exactly. you're spot on with that. Yeah, man. I remember a coach telling me way back when I was playing too is that you can go out here, and this is one of my college coaches, is you can go out here and do the same thing every day and you're going to get better. And as in going to get better, you're going to get better as in worse, or you're going to get better as in better. Because if you don't understand what you're doing, you, all you're doing is you're practicing the wrong way every day. And you don't understand that. So you're getting better wrong. And that's not right. Versus mm-hmm. slow it down, understand, focus on the details, and let's get better intentionally. And that actually le- legitimately, le- legitimately get better and go from there. Absolutely. And you talk about taking players' games, you know, to the next level because you got pros that have been there a long time and then you got these people that, you know, are just starting out maybe. Can you talk a little bit briefly before we wrap it up with the speed round? Can you kind of talk to us about what it means and and how you really take that next step to get to that next level or to elevate your game? Yeah, man. So really um, taking it to the next level really takes me back to what we've already spoken about, which is foundation, which is our assessment or take the assessment out. Back to like I just said, our foundation. Right. I can't build anything higher until I have a solidified foundation. Right. So Mm -hmm. once we've we've solidified the logistics and the details of whatever the athletes came to us to focus on. Right. Because my thing is that once we we, we get with an athlete, we're going to target five top things that they want to get better at, that, that they do, that or mom or dad is seen, or um, if it's a pro that their coach or their, um, their 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 skills development or assistant or whatever, um, they're looking at them to improve on, right? While they're also focusing on the things that I see they need to improve on. So ultimately, say if it's ball handling, shooting, um, contact. Um, range and I don't know footwork. That's just five things that are still out there. Then we're sure, looking at those sure. five things. Like we're we're attacking those five things. Now what I what I mean by that is we're not attacking those five things as in like all right, check it off the list, check it off the list, and it's a timeline. Those five things may take some extra time, but it should not take an extra amount extra amount of time because if you lay out a list of five things you want to get better at. You should you know what you're doing. So you're intentionally going at that. And that's what we're building all while we're hitting the whole game of the the whole game of basketball. Right. So as we take athletes to the next level, what our main thing is, all right, we've established a foundation. We know where we're at and we know where we're going and we know where where we want to be. We've already established that. So what we're not going to do is do the same thing every single day. Mm -hmm. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to do the same thing every day while we're building on it every day so we may come in here and get into a, a five spot shooting on monday all right great all right we're, we're, we're getting that and then we're working into it we move on to something else right we come in tuesday we're, we're going five spot shooting but now we might be add, add off off the pound so now we go off the pound and we pull it up right boom and the thing is like i'm not just saying that like i don't want to just say we go monday tuesday wednesday thursday it may be a week of whatever and then a week of moving on. But at the same time, in minimal little bitty area of details, we're adding to it. We're adding to it. 
or adding to it. And then you'll realize like, oh, dang, like I didn't add it in a combo situation. And I, I started off just catching and shooting. Mm-hmm. And here we go, right? So with that being said, you have your athletes, obviously the pro level, college level. I, I, I consider college, college athletes um, immature pros, to be honest with you. So therefore, I really kind of put them in the same category. So you have a college athlete, pro athlete in there. The the basis of really getting them, getting y'all and getting them to the next level is very, very simple. You've got mm-hmm. to make sure you're challenging them. I've had, I had one of my semi-pro athletes come in and he said, Coach, you just make, do you just like, you just strive off just having different workouts every day? <laughs> I said, well, no, I don't just like close my eyes and just pick out of a hat like, oh, we're going to do this today and do that. No, but I also don't really, really do, do a whole bunch of like, I don't really text athletes before what we're doing the day of, unless I need them to be doing something before we get to the gym. That makes sense? Yeah, because for sure. Otherwise, if I tell you, hey, Justin, we're going to be doing dot, 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 dot today. That gives you a perfect chance to get complacent in your mind, get complacent in your work ethic, and make today's workout "quote unquote" easy, or stress out, have have anxiety attack because oh my gosh, it's going to be so hard. I'm just going to die, and I'm not going to make it. So it's like, no, we get here. I'm going to explain to you and show you what we're doing, but you already have a basis and idea because it comes from your foundation. I'm not asking my little middle schooler, all right, today we're going to work on dunking which if any trainer is teaching kids how to dunk, that's amazing. Um, we don't do that. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to just throw some random out there like, hey, my little sixth grader, we're going to work on dunking today. You can't even touch the net, but we're going to dunk today. No. Like, how about we really figure out how to logistic, legitimately do a layup, like the right way and uh, the, the correct way, right? So that's why it's like, hey, no, man, we don't just don't pick random stuff out here to make your life miserable by no means because – I thrive off of experience and enjoyment versus excruciating, like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just going to try to make it through. So we're going to push the athletes to the next level. One thing um, I've learned, especially with pros, is you've got to challenge them and you you have to make sure that the environment, like I'm super, super critical and intentional about who I have in the gym with me. If it's um, a high-end pro or if it's a pro of any nature, and I mean intentional as into videographers, photographers, myself, um, if I'm social mediaing you a little bit or whatever, um, any anybody else in the gym, just in general wise, because in the day wise, you have to treat people the way they want to be treated, which like is like an uh, individual, not like a celebrity, not mm-hmm. like a super high end pro or this super high end college athlete or the super high end high school athlete that's all over social media and everybody just can't wait to get a picture with. You have to treat them like the individual that is coming in to get some work and then get back to like the regular life. Let's go play some 2K, go grab something to eat and keep moving. Right. So the biggest thing is of, of challenging these athletes is not just like, all right, here's the day. Here's the day we're going to we're, we're going to vamp it up. That's not what we do. We don't have a timeline. I, I, don't, I don't do that. Like we have a timeline, but it's invisible. We we're vamping it up and we're taking to the next level every day, every dribble, every pass, every single thing we're doing, because I want I tell them all the time like this. I want every dribble to be better than the last. I want every pass to be better than the last. I want every shot to be better than the last. I want every word that's coming off your tongue to be better than the last. Let's not Mm -hmm. wait till tomorrow. Let's not wait till next week, because one thing I know is greatness. Greatness does not know later. Greatness has never been friends with in a few minutes. 
Greatness is never hung out with like, all right, I'll be there tomorrow. Greatness knows now. And that's what I want right now is complete your greatness and go from there. Right. That's great. I love that. I also liked what you said when you talk about, you know, progressing, progressing through, you know, development and then taking those steps. And I think two words that go together really well are, are progression and, and patience. Yes. I think when, when trainers are able to build incrementally, like you said, are able to take it one step at a time. I think that's definitely 100 percent the best way to develop when you're talking about from like a technical standpoint. But then that patience is a major factor in there because if, if players aren't willing to be patient and even if trainers aren't willing to be patient and just yeah, build yeah. slowly and take the time to actually grow, then nothing's going to stick. You can throw all this stuff at them, but if you're not building that depth, instead of just throwing all this with that, oh, nothing's ever going to be rooted in their game and nothing's going to work. Off of that, I'd love to ask you a question when you talk about with parents, and this will be our first question for the speed round. How do you deal with with difficult parents, and and what is your mentality when you're working with players that might have parents that are really involved? And I know there's there's a place for that, but when you're dealing with parents that might overstep their boundaries or you know causing difficulties for you, how how do you deal with that? Man, so uh, you're gonna like get tired of me saying the f word, foundation, foundation. <laughs> Man, I before I even start with every athlete, and let's just speak about. Um, minors right now. So anyone of under the age of 18 or so, right, that, that live with parents. Um, minors, even some in college, because some, some of the college athletes that don't even live with their parents, they're the ones that are super know-it-all engaged. And it's like, your child is at this level for a reason. Like, you don't, you don't have to, like, literally tell them everything now, right? So going <laughs> right. back to foundation, the number one thing I tell parents is that I want you to coach your kid. I want you to be engaged. I want you to be excited. All of that good stuff. When your child steps on the court with me, don't say anything to them. Don't say anything to me. Like, like don't say anything to them or, or, or to me while we're on the court. When he comes and gets a drink or goes to the restroom, coach him up. Yell it up. Do whatever that you do as a parent. I wouldn't encourage that, but do what you want to. But while we're on this floor, don't engage with us. The number one reason is once they do that, for one, most kids are coming from a platform of that. They, they, that's what they do in general. So on their, with their teams, they're looking in the stands more than they're looking at their coach. That's a problem. Um, they're also their, their, their parent. And it's usually the dad, unless the mom was better than the dad. It's usually the dad is that the dad has a stronger voice than the coach. And it's like you're wondering why your kids are not playing, why they're not developing, why they're not getting better is because they're really not listening to me or the coach. They're waiting for your validation and your confirmation to do what I just asked them to do. Mm-hmm. It's like if I ask them to do something and they don't kind of get the the, the 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 little wink from you, then it's like you really shouldn't be doing it that way. Do it my way. And it's like you should do that. Like, go take them home and train them in the backyard. And do that. that. That's fantastic. All the blessings to you. But again, like I said, back to the foundation, I let parents know, like, this is a safe place. I'm putting your child in the best position I believe possible. I need you to trust me. And I'm blessed to where I haven't had very many um, super over the edge parents by no means. Honestly, right. we've gotten to a place and it's been a while. It's been a few years for most parents dropped like prior to COVID, like way before this COVID stuff, the parents dropped their kids off. Not yeah. just because yeah. they know they have time to go run some errands, 
But we have some parents that just drop their kids off and sit in the car um, and just love life because their kid ain't annoying the crap out of them for now, <laughs> whatever, right? So they know that their child is in a place of they will not come out of here drenched in water. If they come out of here, they're drenched in sweat because they've been working, not because it's super hot in this gym. I guarantee you that. So really, like I said, go, going back to foundation as a trainer, as a player development, as a coach, um, establish that foundation and that trust and relationship with parents. But I also, with that being said, I also let parents know you are a hundred percent welcome to be in this gym. Now, yes, COVID is a thing, whatever we go through that process and we, we go through all of those protocols, but we let parents know you're welcome to be in here. I want you to see for one, what you're paying for, for two, what your athlete is doing and getting better at. I want you to see it. I have no hesitation of like, oh, there's mom coming in. Here comes dad. Let me act like we're really doing something. Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. we really doing this. If you show up or if you don't show up, I guarantee you, if your child does not get better with elite individuals, I can almost guarantee you. I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. But I guarantee you it's more, more, more or less them not doing what they, they're supposed to do versus us. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. And when you talk about, you know, younger players, what's the biggest problem you see for younger players, whether that be a skill or whether that be, you know, something technical in their shot that all these kids are doing? What's something that you see that's a big problem for younger players developing, whether that be junior high or high school or whatever? So let me I'm, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to answer that on two on two different sides Off for sure. the court and on the court. Off the court first is consistency and confidence. These kids are not consistent in their work ethic and they're consi- they're not they're not truly consistent to their to their training, to their practices. I tell kids, you know that you really want this basketball thing and that you really love it. So I tell parents and players all the time, it's okay to like basketball a whole lot. Like you don't need to be saying, like, hey Spalding, I love you. When you don't mean that because you're gonna break Spalding's heart when Spalding realizes you really don't love it like that. You kind of just like <laughs> right. it, right? So I tell them, like, you really like it a whole lot. You really don't love it. And why, what I mean by that is that when mom or dad has to always remind you, like, hey, little Sally, hey, Mike, you have training today because you're there playing 2K or you're on Snapchat or you're on you're just sitting around doing nothing. It's like and it's almost like they have to drag you out of the house to get you in the car to get you to practice. And then I have to, like, waste 15, 20 minutes of our of, of us already starting to get you engaged. Because mm-hmm. you, quote unquote, don't want to be here. That's the problem. But you know you love the game when you're when you're sitting in the car. When you're knocking on mom's door like, hey, mom, like, we got training today. Like, you ready? And it's like, oh, dang, I'm sorry. I'm coming. Like, let, let's go. Or when it's like, hey, mom, like, I already got a ride. I'll never forget. I have one kid that I train. And this is the craziest scenario. I'm, I'm not going to drag this out too much long. So I want to answer the second question, too. But sure. he, he, he broke his shooting arm bad situation he actually but he had, a, he had a, a bad sprain or something whatever on his right arm well i'm like all right he is they just got him got him in training with me he's right-handed only availability has is his left right this is where i knew this kid was a different athlete and understand this is that this kid now is playing college football not basketball anymore um, right. his both of his parents were in the business world his dad traveled a lot mom would have different meetings or whatever i'm waiting on office and i'm like well hey is, is he coming today it's like, yeah, he'll, he'll be there. I'm like, all right, great. My man, he rode his bike to the gym. This is a sophomore, junior in high school. No, sophomore, sophomore high school. So for one, he's in high school, so therefore he's too cool to ride a bike for most kids, right? So <laughs> right. He's riding a bike to the gym, and he trained for 
two or three weeks, maybe even a month with just his left hand. So we did footwork. Obviously, we're not making him into a left-handed shooter, but his left hand absolutely sucked. So therefore, it was a perfect time to like work his left hand to get fluidity in it, get some confidence, and then go from there. But what blew my mind is that he did not find the excuse is that my mom, my mom has to work tonight, so she can't bring me. My dad's on the road, so he can't bring me. So coach, I'm just not coming. Okay. All right. Then let's let's do that on game day and see how that works out for you. So that alone, like really mm-hmm. upped my respect for him as a young man, but also as an athlete, because his consistency was there and his confidence. But the next thing is going to the on-court stuff. That's the issue with kids. Again, it goes back to their confidence, their lack of awareness, their lack of understanding of what they watch on TV versus reality. Kids don't shoot the ball correctly because they're so weak. They, mm-hmm. They're so weak. They, 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 they've been around coaches or have parents or mentors or whatever that tell them the weight room isn't for basketball. So therefore, all they do is just literally just body resistant stuff or literal just resistant bands. So therefore, they're shooting with their back. They're shooting with their hip. They're shooting out of their shoulder. They're dipping into it. All types of little bitty things that aren't even a thing. If a kid understands, all you have to do is get stronger. If, if, if you'll just, I'm not saying you got to get to the gym and bulk up and be super big and all that shenanigans. Like, look at LeBron James when he came in the league, what he was mid-career and where, where he is now. His body has developed to almost a perfect frame for a player of his caliber and his size. Now, I don't really need a six-foot player looking like LeBron. It doesn't even make any sense. Like, LeBron is six foot, what, seven, eight, one of the two? Um, and he yeah. has some size on him that actually makes sense for him. So the biggest thing I see is that these kids like strength. And when you when you break down, like, like you just said something really deep that I love. You said roots. When you break down everything in life, it always has a root. Why can't this kid shoot the ball correctly? Because they're weak. Why are they weak? They're physically weak. Why are they physically weak? Because they're mentally weak. Why are they mentally weak? Because they have no freaking confidence. Why do they have any confidence? Because no, that makes sense. We yeah. keep going yeah, for sure. deeper and deeper into the root of why this isn't working. So it's like, hey, before you walk in this gym, and correct me on this if, if I'm wrong, Justin, this is why I'm, I'm speaking on the, on the weakness of shooting-wise. When you go to an average high school game, how many kids do you see warming up in their first shots of threes? Oh. <laughs> and how many of those players will never shoot a three the whole season? Because they play down low, quote unquote. It's like you're working. That's, that's like me right now. I'm, I'm a basketball trainer and coach, but I'm out here working on, on plumbing. Why am I, why am I <laughs> practicing plumbing? That's not what I do. And I have no passion, desire, and nor do I think anybody's going to call my phone and say, hey, Coach Bryson, can you come over and fix my pipes? It's not really my, my, my thing, right? So I tell players, like, you come out of the, warm, out of the locker room and the first thing you do is you jack up some threes. You ain't shot a layup. You ain't even dribble. Some of them haven't even stretched. <laughs> but you're, shooting, you're doing what you don't do. That is one thing I tell them in all our training sessions. We will always do what you do in games. If you don't do it in games, then what's the point of us doing in our training session? So if you ain't going to shoot that ball that ugly and that awful in the game, why would you do it now? Like, let's mm-hmm. get that right and then move on. So, right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That consistency I think, is important in that, that confidence and that strength. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely true when you talk about developing a craft and these players, you know, they see what the big picture, they see what the end result is for a lot of these pro guys. And they just want to jump to that instead of developing what it takes to get there. And yeah. like you said, I mean, you see people shooting the wrong way. I think that ties directly into it is they don't understand the work and the roots that were put in early and they just right. want to skip to the end result. And that goes back sure. to the consistency, like you said, in their work ethic. When you talk about craft, two more questions for you and then I'll let you let you out of here. You talk about craft and sharpening your craft. How do you sharpen your craft as a trainer and grow as a as a player developer yourself? Man, um, I am a huge huge student of the game and i know that's like monotonous for everybody that plays basketball or is around the game of bat or any sport it's all i'm a student of the game yeah whatever (laughs) you really gotta like like what do you do like i i read and i don't say this as like all i do is just i actually hate reading um i've never really liked i think it's boring but i read certain books intentional books right but then also outside of that and yes what i read is basketball i don't just read shenanigans like i I could really care less about the love story (laughs) i got a pretty good marriage so i think i'm all right um i read basketball oriented stuff for things that are not just my interest but what i want to see but outside of that i'm a physical learner i've always been that way my entire life even in school so i watch a lot of videos i mean i save a lot of videos i screen um, screen record my thing is alan obviously said it best is that a great athlete steals an average athlete thinks they have it all. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing is that I know, um, I know I don't have it all. So therefore it's not that I'm going, I'm going to go steal what this trainer is doing. Well, I didn't know he had a pad noted basketball is basketball, right? So I'm looking at yeah, other, exactly. trainers, other coaches, um, that are better than me. And I don't, and I, what I mean by that, I don't like to use, really use that phrase. Because I like players to believe that no one is, I need you to know that no one's better than you. Not that it's, that you don't respect anyone else. Is that I'm never ever saying like, well, yeah, he's better than me. No, like what makes him better than me? And I need to figure out what makes him better than me so I can be better, better than that and go from there. But I'm not sitting here like trying to measure myself off of their followers and who they work with and how they're mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. All of that shenanigans. I need to be right for, for, for myself and my following and my athletes and whoever I'm blessed to be in the presence of. That's who I need to be the best for. Right. So, I mean, I watch a lot, I mean, a lot of different videos like um, I'm always tuned in to something basketball related, even if it's in passing. Like even if I didn't intentionally search it or go to it, um, there's always things to like break down. And for one, outside of just training. In legitimately real games, like an actual gameplay of slowing, like the, the lens that I watch basketball in is night and day different than not not, not like yourself because you get it. But like other people, they watch it for the glimpse and the glams and like what shoes does he have on tonight and how right. many dunks is he going to do. I watch it like, golly, he just shifted him and like this side is open and like what 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 is the backside, backside, backside doing that nobody's looking at right now? Like what are they doing? Right. Mm-hmm. Because I want to take that and implement that in with all of my athletes that is relevant to to um, to make them be able to cross a bridge versus like get to the bridge and realize, well, I got to build to get across it. No, we've already attacked it. So we already here. Let's go. So, man, I watch. Like I said, I read. Um, 
different videos, different clips. Um, I ask questions. I would I would jump in somebody's DMs in a heartbeat and let you know, like, yo, what is that? Like, how do you do that? Um, can I come out there and fit in? Um, I don't need an entrance. I just need to, I just want to be in the place because I'm a firm believer. Like our pastor always tells us, if you get in the right place at the right time, the right things will happen with the right people. Mm-hmm. You just gotta- and I, I love that phrase that you had at the end. I'm, I'm going to use that from now on. Yeah, Last man. question for you. What is the mentality that you need to have and, and how has this helped you just from an entrepreneurial aspect, you know, being self-made and, and making your own and building your own business and craft as a trainer? What's the mentality you need to have as an entrepreneur to make it? Man, you got to be intentional. Um, you have to like you, you hear on different podcasts or different motivational videos that if you're. If your dreams aren't scary, you ain't dreaming hard enough. If people don't laugh at your dreams, then you need to dream. Like I tell players all the time is that if 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 if, if you aren't losing or messing up or have some errors errors in your game, less than more. Let me get let me say that really clear. Less than mm-hmm. more. Um, then you're not playing hard enough. If you don't ever make a mistake in the game of basketball, you aren't playing hard enough. I tell them deeper than that. If you never have any issues or or conflict in life, you aren't loving or living hard enough. So therefore, in the in my aspect of the entrepreneurial world and going like I'm blessed to to be in the position I am in the, the life that I'm given, which is literally got all all God given blessing and favor on my life is that I built my program. I mean, um, from the ground up, I've been blessed to align with certain people that have helped elevate and put me in different places and connect with different people. I don't discredit that at all. And I could go literally down a name list of those individuals. Um, But in in the day wise, I was given an opportunity. I tell people all the time, I had no dream of being a trainer and by no means in the industry of basketball training. Like, it's just like, what is that? When I was growing up, basketball training was get your butt up, go to the gym, get your work in and go home. was my dad like and i surely didn't have to pay him thank god um so <laughs> the basketball industry for me to even say like that is super humbling for me to get calls and emails and even for yourself to reach out to me just to speak to you for a few minutes is humbling and a blessing and an honor to do so because i understand the grit work the, the, i mean the, the grit the grind the ups the downs the hurt the tears the joys the payoffs all of that, I get all of that. And I, I haven't even really even scratched the surface yet. And people are like, oh, you, you're deep in the game. I'm like, oh, you have no idea. I'm, I'm forever dreaming. I'm forever planning. I'm forever putting myself in the best position possible for myself and my family to be in the best position possible, not just to live this super crazy financial free life in this big, amazing house with all these extra cars that you only can drive one at a time anyway. Um, That's not what I'm looking for. My Mm -hmm. ultimate dream and my passion in my passion is I believe if I can get in the room, if I can get in the gym, if I can speak to work with and affect, affect any athlete on this earth, I don't care who it is. I don't care what sport it is. I believe I will give you a chance to make your life better in whatever that is. So again, Going back to your your initial question is it takes the intentionality, it takes the grit, it takes planning, 
It takes knowing that they're going to say no, knowing that it's going to take some 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 ups and downs, some curves and whatever you want to call them. But at the end of the day, like I always tell people, stay consistent, stay consistent, stay consistent, stay confident. At the end of the day, you have to know who you are and whose you are. And I know who, who I am and I know whose I am. So therefore, mm-hmm. I can't fail. Mm-hmm. I, I can't go wrong. I don't care even if I fail, quote unquote, I failed in man's eyes. But if I'm if I'm not failing in his eyes, which is a big guy upstairs, I'm good. So that's why I tell people, like, stay intentional. The one thing I'll leave you with, Justin, I, I say all the time to all my athletes is that you can't keep doing something right and it'd be wrong. You can't. You, you can't consistently, can consistently pursue perfection, um, correction, like doing it right. You can't keep pursuing that and striving after that and it'd be wrong. And what I mean by that is I take it back to always a math example. If you sit in math class and you do the problem over and over and over and over and she keeps giving it back like, hey, this step is wrong. And you do it again and you get another step wrong and you give it back and you do another step wrong. Well, what you're doing is you're making progress because you're mm-hmm. still looking for perfection. Sooner than later, she's going to give it back and say, all right, great. Good job. Move on to the next thing. That's the same thing in basketball is that if you keep shooting the ball right and it's not going in, I guarantee you, please do not change your shot. It's going to start going in, but it takes consistency in that uncomfortable situation in that uncomfortable moment for that thing to actually work. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I've missed most players. It's usually the great number three. If y'all miss three shots in a row, it's like, all right, coach, I'm, I'm done shooting. I'm going to be a driver the rest of the game. It's like, all right, that's not really your forte, but whatever. Um, it's like, <laughs> no, be consistent. I'm not saying just sit out there and keep airing it out, but know why you're missing. Like it's little bitty things. It's not ever a major shift of like, I got to like just change my whole shot. And it's like, no, at the end of the day wise, in your business, in your marriage, in relationship, in, in friendships, in whatever you choose to do in this thing called life, keep pursuing perfection, knowing that you'll never be perfect and you won't have any true, true, true um, things that you'll regret or you'll look back on like, oh, gosh, Justin, I wish I did this different. No, because you know that I'm, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to I'm going to slip up. I'm going to have some downfalls. I'm not going to meet the mark every time. That's not what God asked me to do. But he does ask me to keep going, striving for perfection. And here we are. So, yeah, man, that grit, that intentionality, that planning, um, planning is super key. My wife can answer for you. I'm I'm not a huge, 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 huge planner outside of like basketball wise. But you got to plan. You got to plan for what you want. You ain't going to pop into your lap t- tonight and like, oh, gosh, thank you for giving me this. No, if you're playing for it, then you don't, as quick as you've gotten it, you're going to lose it too and go from there. So That is top-notch. I really appreciate those wise words. And, and like you said, keep going. So last question, what's what's next for you, for, for Kendrick Bryce and for elite individuals? What's next? Man, um, the next level. But that, that's all I really can say right now is just the next level. Um, I don't want to put any false hope out here or – uh, be on this thing, like making it sound like I'm just building this crazy elite empire um, <laughs> in, which, in which we are. Um, but just the next level. And my thing is that I'm always going to go where God has me, where he wants me, where he directs me. And with that, with those people, um, we're 
we're doing what we're doing on the court, in the local gym, on the road. Um, thank God for COVID um, via videos and so forth, so forth. Uh, but just the next level, I'm always like, I'll say this, man. One of my biggest things I struggle with is rest. It's like genuinely resting at night. And that's just because I'm always thinking of the next move, not like the next, like, oh, this will give me some Instagram likes and some retweets. Not that move. I'm looking for the next move to help whoever I'm in the presence of helping get to where they get. Because for yourself, for for example, you, Justin, when, when, when as in you as an athlete, when your dreams are accomplished, and I don't care if I had a 1% chance in that, my, 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 my dream is accomplished because I live to see other people succeed, excel and thrive in what they do. So that's why I'm always thinking of like, what can we do next? What can I, what can I add? What can I work on? What can I, what, what can I get better at? Like, even as a trainer, I'm gonna go back about three, three questions ago. I have, I'll have a videographer record the athlete sessions and we do different things with it, obviously. But one of the first things I do is I actually look at myself. So I watch how I'm doing things and what I may have let slip, what I may have let go by, because I want to be my first corrector versus like, oh, gosh, I, I go to your game. And it's like, what is he doing? And this stems back to me, right? So, yeah, man, this day wise, next level in every aspect, we are planning, we are connecting, uh, we are networking, we're doing some things with some with some um, with some major names. And I'm not going to name drop or do anything, do any of that right now. But <laughs> right, right. just know that in the meantime, we always work it. We're doing something behind the scenes to connect some wires, to make some things shift and change um, just because God didn't put us down to be stagnant. So it's like, hey, what can we do next? What can I add to? So, man, the next level. That, that's what I got next for you is the next level. I love that. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing some knowledge about the game, but even more importantly, just about life and and being consistent, continuing to keep your head down and keep going and, and just build and, and trust the Lord through that. So I really appreciate you coming on. I know my listeners will, will have a lot to learn with basketball and, and with life and just purpose from this. So I really appreciate you coming on here. Man, Justin, I appreciate it, man. If I can say this really quick about you, man, I'm super proud of you for not just the basketball player you are, not just the, the soon-to-be husband you are, not just the young man that you are, but literally the person that you have chosen to be and the, chosen, the person that you've chosen to can be consistent in, in growing, developing, developing, maturing. So proud of you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to the uh, success that you're about to really continue to, continue to tap into and the amazing, amazing marriage you're about to have on, on that soon-to-come day with y'all playing. So proud of you, man. If I can help in any which way, let me know. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on. All right, my guy.